I would say the biggest like thing that kind of led me on what I would consider a good path was going away to college. Love it. Yeah, I feel like most people like grow up in you know their neighborhood, and the people that stay in that neighborhood just miss out on so much life. You know, like they're kind of in this little box. Whereas I went away to college, and then I was lucky enough to meet some friends who were really into traveling. So I did a lot of traveling. 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 Same business, different day. Good afternoon and welcome back to the same business different day podcast i am your host zeke corley and i'm happy to be here i'm happy to be at the film hub with good air conditioning because the heat wave is back in san diego right now it is summer for real um when this gets released it might not be but let let you know uh right now it's hot yeah it's hot (laughs) (laughs) um you know one of my favorite things about doing this show is interviewing people that have lived multiple lives uh sure most of us can say we've had multiple jobs since our first job but few of us can claim like multiple careers uh today i think we have just that type of guest and i'm looking forward to learning more about him we want to welcome justin frank to the show hello <laughs> yeah thanks man. for having me thank you man thanks for yeah, being with us man appreciate it now you didn't grow up in san diego did you i did not where'd you grow up i grew up in burbank california it's hotter out there i think yes yeah yeah for sure i mean <laughs> maybe not in right... vista but it's inland you know okay. it's in the valley yeah you grew up so it's kind of hollywood out there did you grow up around the production studios and yeah everything? so burbank there's uh the tonight show is filmed there and they have yeah. a lot of studios there and a lot of my friends parents were in the industry somehow whether it was marketing or editing or acting or something did you get to see any of the stuff i mean did you ever go to shows or any live yeah shows i went to some live tapings of things yeah. i mm-hmm. saw uh what was that show so I've, I've seen multiple shows taped live okay yeah but you weren't in the you weren't there when they like gave away the cars or anything like no that. no my sister <laughs> went to a bunch of the ellen degeneres shows she won some cool stuff oh is that right oh yeah oh that's cool yeah that's cool yeah um so now you know, where I, I mean, I talked about how hot it is. I, I can't stop thinking about it, man. It is absolutely insane out here right now. Yeah. And um, global warming. And global gonna, warming is real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about uh, what you do later. And as we talk about it, uh, one of the things that I'm definitely going to bring up is how easy it is to melt things. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of um, mentors growing up. Or can, can you think of mentors that were really impactful on you? Well, so there's. I, I listened to a couple episodes of your show, and I was like, oh, man, what's he going to ask me? Thanks when for I'm listening. Yeah, of yeah. course. Uh, so I, I was thinking about that before, and I have two like entrepreneurs in my life that I think made a pretty big difference. Mm. Um, one was my uncle. He owns his own construction company, and he was always the rich uncle, which is a good, okay. a good thing to have. You know, sure. like as a kid, you're just like, oh, he's an entrepreneur, and he's killing it more than anyone else I know. Right. And then one of my friends, Scott Slater, he uh, owns a couple of restaurants, and that's kind of what got – I started working with him. Like on a small scale and worked my way up, and that kind of led me to the path that I'm on. Of, of kind of the entrepreneur. So you actually Ent- had ideas early on of maybe having your own thing. I always wanted to just be rich, and I figured you're better <laughs> off working for yourself than working for someone else. There's I'm not great, rich yet. There's though, upside just for the record. <laughs> 
You say that now. Yeah, not yet, not yet, but we're getting there. By the time this releases. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> um, so what did you, did you ever have any like ideas of what you might want to be when you grow up? Did you ever tell anybody? You mean, you know, you get the general question when you were a kid. Right, right, right. Uh, you know, I didn't really know what I wanted to be. I, like I said, I just knew I wanted to do well. Yeah. You know, I never wanted to struggle. I never wanted to have harsh times. And luckily we didn't have that growing up, you know, like my parents, my mom's a nurse and my dad's a teacher. So like middle class all the way, Burbank, California, middle class neighborhood. But I just wanted to do better. So they never pushed you in either of those directions, like into the field of uh, medical or or in the teaching, anything like that? No, they kind of just let me grow up to what I was going to be, you know, on my own almost like obviously always nurturing and loving and stuff, but not pushing me in any direction just, just supportive yeah 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 probably played sports and stuff too right i did i did i played water polo growing up i was always a swimmer so my first job i was a lifeguard uh-huh. uh, and then i was a swimmer and a water polo player and eventually became a surfer so the That's water's amazing. always been a big part of my life you know the wine we're drinking today right is uh, mermaid valley vineyards mm-hmm. uh and it's a great viognier but uh the only reason I bring it up is because uh, their daughter plays water polo. Oh, really? Yeah. And actually, I met their their uh, coach uh-huh. when I was out tasting one day. Um, man, what a heck of a sport. It is man. intense. And yeah. I just can't even imagine that. I mean, I, I've heard because I, when I went to high school, we had a water polo team yeah. um, at, at Leland High School in San Jose. And uh, my buddy, Matthew. He played water polo, and he just tell me his stories about what's going on under the water, man. It's, yeah, it's, they say it's, like sixty percent of the sport is going on under the water. Yeah. You know, it's it's amazing, yeah. man. I can't even imagine it, man. I passed my swim test, but that's, yeah, that's about as that's far all as you I'm need going. to do. Yeah, that's the basics, you know. <laughs> so, um, what about just uh, other other early life lessons? Other life lessons. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, I grew up just like a normal kid. Yeah, you know? and like. That was one thing I was like struggling with about this podcast. Like, I feel like I'm just a normal guy, you know, yeah. like, why does anyone want to listen to a podcast about me? Nah. Um, because of, I mean, your path is your path, right? For you've, sure. You've definitely gone to, and I'm sure you've had some forks in the roads and you could have made decisions going one way and things turn all the way around for you. For sure. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, good. And, okay. That brought up, I would say the biggest like thing that kind of led me on what I would consider a good path was going away to college. Love it. Yeah. I feel like most people like grow up in, you know, their neighborhood and the people that stay in that neighborhood just miss out on so much life. You know, like they're kind of in this little box. Whereas I went away to college and then I was lucky enough to meet some friends who were really into traveling. So I did a lot of traveling. Wow. Um, During your college years? Kind of after college. Yeah. And I actually, this is another little segue. I became a tour guide, an international tour guide. Whoa. So I did that for four years and that kind of- Four years? Yeah. International. So you were based here and you would do trips out abroad? Yeah. So the company is called Backroads and there was 200 of, uh, they're called leaders and when they would take people on trips, then we had trips all over the world, uh, week long, hiking, biking, kayaking, outdoor trips. Um, wow. So it just opens you up into so many cultures and so many foods and so many people and so wow. many ways of life. And I, so I think going away to college was kind of step one, you know, like yeah. every, at that point I was the same as everyone else, you know, and then I kind of made decisions that helped me change and evolve and become more in every way. I like that, man. Yeah. And uh, away to college to you, that was uh, San Diego State, San right? Diego State, yeah. Okay. And it was, I applied for four colleges and that was the only one I got accepted to. But you so really, it it's super easy. <laughs> easy to know where you're going. Exactly. To, right? um, and what did you study? Studied marketing. 
Okay. Yeah. You okay? Well, that, that's great, man. Yeah. So that's definitely you your own you, podcast. You understand yeah, marketing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And if <laughs> once we start talking about the business, you'll be able to see in our branding and stuff that we. Know. I think we do a little bit more than the average. We started as. Oh, we'll get to that later yeah, down no, the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do love the I love the branding though. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. So, um, the you know the the college experience leads you to traveling. Yeah, and you're out there working abroad and all of that stuff, and then you eventually come back and uh, you know actually start working. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, so tell me, actually, let's before I get into that. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about other jobs. Like, what was your first job? What was your second my job? First, what, like, yeah, what my first job first was a lifeguard. Jobs? Okay. Yeah, I was a lifeguard. I did that for four summers and it was just a fun job, you know, just, mm -hmm. and I think that kind of is part of my personality. Like I'm always having fun, you know, even when I'm doing grunt work or something you don't like, I like to put a smile on my face and make the best of it. Yeah. And I think that kind of started me on that path, but I think that's just part of my pers personality and you know, my persona. Yeah. It's a happy guy. Yeah. Uh, so that was the first job. And then I kind of just had some jobs through college nothing you know i worked at kpps in fil fulfillment it was just a job that my friend worked at so i was able to get it easy okay um so i just ship out things to donors mm -hmm. um kind of a nothing job but i used to do some telemarketing for them yeah yeah, yeah. I, I feel like a lot of people have worked for them at some point <laughs> um so that was an easy job and then i worked at a restaurant um okay. in college that was my first restaurant job and I did that for a couple of years. And then when I graduated is when I worked for Backroads. And I did that for four summers as well. And that was a great time of life. I had worked for summers. And then in the winters, I would travel. So for four years, I was on the road. Just had a storage unit. and That's amazing. I mean, you know, I really like uh, the pieces about what you're saying, uh, how education played a part. For sure. You know, in, in your life and in, in your future. And uh, Alyssa, who is our co-host that uh, isn't here today, but um, she really likes to, you know, dwell on that as well. Like kind of dig into, you know, where, you know, where'd you study and when, what influence and impact yeah. did that have on your life? And for you to get these experiences, getting around some good people and, uh, you know, travel um, and then work abroad. That's just an amazing experience. I mean, you can't replace that. And there's so many people who are here all their life. They're grinding. They're doing their best. Yeah. And, you, you know, they're, they're, I'm sure, doing well. Yeah. Uh, but there's nothing like that, uh, just traveling abroad and studying. I, I wonder if that's still a um, a big thing. Like, how, how much I mean, I think you can not do with now. coronavirus. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, during coronavirus, there's been way less traveling, obviously. Yeah, not just the traveling part, but even, like, people from here going over there, having that kind of a job. I mean, For I'm sure. The tour guy, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, the tour guy industry it was obviously hit pretty hard too bet, bet. Um, but going back to what you were saying about college like I feel like there's two parts of college that I think a lot of people miss or something like that you know it's like the educational part which you can get if you go away to college or if you stay at home and you're going to community college or anything and the education part is obviously very important but another big part was just the socialization and the networking and the making friends yeah. and kind of a whole that whole part of it I can't discredit the educational part because I use it every day, mm -hmm. but I use my network a lot too. And that I was in a fraternity, so obviously that helped. Okay. Um, but yeah, a lot of like my accountant was in my fraternity. My lawyer was in my fraternity. Okay. You know, like my business partner, he wasn't in my fraternity, but he's a lifelong friend. You know, it's like your network is really important and you get so much more network going away to college and, you know, everyone first day of school, moving in the dorms, that type of thing. And I think especially if you want to be an entrepreneur, having that network is a big piece of it, you know? 
I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. I mean, networking is a big part of what we talk about on this show. And, you know, you got to build your network one way or the other, whether sure. you joined a fraternity or not organically, you got to yeah. you got to build them. And then once you've built that network, you hold on to those people um, you because the longer you've got those people in your network, the more they get to understand you and the more business and stuff that you guys can do together. Yeah. That's great, man. That's great. So um, then uh, you told me that uh, you, you opened a bar. Established in 2013, Mermaid Valley Vineyard is a boutique winery located in the Ramona Valley AVA. Nestled amongst the mountains just outside of San Diego, Mermaid Valley has abundant sunshine and cooling coastal breezes, making it an ideal location to produce fine wines. We offer estate-produced white, rosé, and red wines. Come out to Ramona and taste the fine wines at Mermaid Valley Vineyards for yourself. Open by appointment at 760-315-9011 or email at mermaidvineyard at gmail.com. Ignoring squills and warning lights on your car is not a good way to lower the cost of owning it. And going without essential business insurance is not a good way to save money in your business. What we know for sure is doing either will cost you more than you will save in the short and the long run. With yourinsuranceplace.com, you can trust the specialists to help maintain your cars and avoid major expenses. Business owners should look to business insurance specialists when it comes to finding competitively priced quality insurance coverage for their businesses. At yourinsuranceplace.com, we specialize in workers' compensation, general and professional liability, employment practices and cyber liability, property owner policies, and bonds for most types of businesses. Yourinsuranceplace.com knows that we can help. If you're uncovered, need to lower the cost of your current insurance, or need better coverage, we can help. Yourinsuranceplace.com has been helping businesses for close to 40 years. If you need a quote on your insurance, call us now at 858-569-8100 or find us at yourinsuranceplace.com. We are business insurance specialists ready to help. North County Daily Star is the leading source for news and community information along the 78 corridor. It's free to subscribe and it is updated daily. Look for us on your mobile device or computer at ncdailystar.com. Yeah, so I started my first restaurant at Nick's at the Beach back in, I was 22 years old, so how many years ago? Is that an Ocean Beach? They had one in Ocean Beach. The original one was in PB. Okay. Yeah, that was my first job. Then I worked that for a couple years, worked my way up to manager and server and bartender. Mm -hmm. And then my friend was opening a restaurant, again, part of my network. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I was like, hey, I'm just going to come and help you out. So I did that with him for a couple months, helped him open it. And then I went to be a tour guide for the summer. Then when I came back for the winter, I was like, hey, I need a job just for a couple months. He's like, yeah, yeah, you're always welcome here. You know, so I'd work for a couple months and then go travel, work for a couple months. And then each time I was there, I would work my way up a little bit more. I was a manager. And then finally, when I was done with the backroads job, I was like, hey, I'm moving back to San Diego. I need a job. He's like, hey, I need a manager. I'm opening a spot in San Diego. Perfect. Mm. So I worked with him for a couple years, got that place going. And then uh, he was opening up more locations. So I became the director of new store openings. So I went around and opened up restaurants, um, did that for a couple years. And then he wanted to open up a new concept completely. So I partnered with him and became an investor and really? part owner. Yep. And that's where we opened up. It was a restaurant in North Park called S&M Sausage and Meat. Okay. Yeah. And it was kind of a fun tongue in cheek type of place. Yeah. We served exotic meats. We had camel and 
I don't even remember, but like now, interesting. In, in what area was this? It was in North Park. You guys were serving camel. Yeah. In North Park. That's awesome. Yeah, man. it was super fun. <laughs> um, and that's where I got connected to the bar scene and doing events. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with S&M, we did Kaboo and we did a bunch of events and we were realizing we're making a little bit more money in these events than this restaurant and yeah. the rent is cheaper and the labor, blah, blah. So eventually, unfortunately, that restaurant went out of business and that's mm-hmm. when I opened up the current business am i allowed to say it yet or we're no, gonna let's wait? do it right now you all ready right. boom all right it's reveal time so when you think about america's most popular food item most people might think bacon and they might be right but i think that our guest today knew even better cheese it's not just something you say when you're taking pictures justin is making a living with it the owner of bread and cheese eatery making comfort food at its finest From a booth at the farmer's market to multiple brick and mortar locations, Justin has elevated the grilled cheese sandwiches you knew from childhood to a grilled cheese empire. Justin Frank, welcome again. Thank you. Thanks for that intro. That was awesome. You like that? Yeah, it was good. Um, Now, grilled cheese. I mean, this now this is a restaurant. Okay, so go ahead and complete. Uh, yeah, yeah. So your story. we were, you know, we wanted to get into events. So we wanted to kind of figure out, okay, what should we choose? You know, sausages are easy because you can fill a grill with them. You can make a thousand of them right, at a time. Right. Pizza, everyone loves it. Mm-hmm. Tacos, kill it, you know. But those are all like pretty crowded. You know, there's a lot of sausage vendors, a lot. Of, so we wanted to do something else and we were kind of playing with it. And we decided to go with grilled cheese. And it was really kind of like that simple. Just like, all right, let's go grilled cheese. You know, mm-hmm. let's try it out. Uh, so we went to the Cisco Test Kitchen and brought 10 different types of bread and 20 types of cheese. And we tried it with mayo and garlic and butter. And okay. yeah, I just kind of perfected our recipes and opened up. And we started off just with food tents. We were at farmers markets and breweries at first. And we just had one tent. It was me and my business partner, my business partner, Devin, who's a childhood friend. And we grew up together. Love it. Um, so yeah, slowly we were getting invited to festivals and to catering events. So we were like, oh, we need another tent. You know, we need now to you're expand. getting invited based on your marketing experience. You're getting invited based on word of mouth. People are hearing, they're tasting. I, mean, they're- I think a little bit of everything, you know, like obviously we had a website and we had a Yelp page with zero followers and zero mm-hmm. reviews and stuff like that. But we were at every brewery and everyone that got it we'd be like hey follow us on instagram if you like it follow us you like it follow us and then you know hey we're gonna there's a beer festival next week you should come to that so like i said we had to expand so we got another tent and a couple employees and then it was still both of us working but instead of us working together we're doing two events he did one i did one right um and then kind of the next step was like hey there we can only there's only so many events every weekend and they're mostly in the summer so we can't just keep adding you know, doing bread and cheese, bread and cheese, bread and cheese. So we added a second tent and that was pineapple crush. So then now at Pride and Comic-Con, instead of just selling grilled cheese sandwiches, we're selling grilled cheese sandwiches and pineapple smoothies. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to get something that didn't, you know, steal our sales. Like if we did sandwiches, no one's going to buy two sandwiches, (laughs) but people will buy a grilled cheese and a pineapple smoothie. Exactly. Love it. Uh, So we got to the point where we had five tents, two pineapple crush and three bread and cheese wow yeah so we were cranking wow. we're doing lots of festivals lots of things going on Big lots festivals of moving parts too yeah we're yeah we did about small comic-con pride uh december nights you said kaboo, kaboo. that's huge yeah kaboo was obviously one of kaboo and comic-con were our two biggest every yeah. year pre-covid obviously yeah um so then the next step was a restaurant and we opened up a spot in carlsbad at the windmill food hall yeah yep I've been um there. And then shortly after that, we got approached to open up a spot in East Village at the Ale Hills Tap House. And they own the bar and we did the food. So it was kind of one of those spots where you can get food and beer at the same spot. We're right next to the Petco Park. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then I'm just going to give the whole story of bread and cheese right now. I'll just keep going. No, there. I love it, man. Okay. I mean, you yeah, know, yeah. but at the same time, though, I, I'm really interested in knowing like what the competition was like because you've already said um, th- there were other sausage places out there, right? Right, there's, right, there's right. Other uh, types of foods and businesses out there, but uh, you figured out a niche right here with grilled cheese. Now, I mean, you know, and and. I mean, you have to be competing with some of these kids who grew up like me. You're holding themselves off for dinner. I can make a pretty good grilled cheese for sandwich, sure. right? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, it's definitely a, a food that is welcoming. It's like real comfortable yeah. to, to eat, and 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 you're just bringing in these flavors to make it even better, right? You, yeah. And like you said, you found your recipe. Yeah. And I, we're not asking you to give all no, these no, secrets sure. right so now. So what what we did that made the grilled cheese different? There are other grilled cheese vendors. Okay. Um, we got just really high quality bread from a local bakery called mm-hmm. Bread and Sea, and they've been making our sourdough since day I like one. C I E yep. is how yeah. you spell it. Yeah. Um, and then we each sandwich we have five different sandwiches. Uh, we make our own sauce. We put the sauce on the outside. Um, it's a mayonnaise based sauce, but we have a garlic aioli. We have a marinara parmesan aioli, a thousand island aioli. So each one has their own sauce on the outside. On the outside. Yeah, and then the toppings on the inside. So that's kind of like. So you get that crunchy, flavorful first bite, the cheesy, gooey on the inside, oh, hot off man. the grill. Yeah, and it's oh, you know man. it's a big one. You know, like it's not Wonder Bread, it's not you know wheat bread that you'd get at home. It's bread that you know is made for grilled cheese. Yeah, um, and then obviously we're at these events, Kabo Comic Con, where there's tons of food vendors. Mm-hmm. So we did have to differentiate ourselves, you know. And one thing that we did that I think is pretty smart is if you see our tent. It says gourmet grilled cheese. It doesn't say bread and cheese, you know, okay. because people know what gourmet grilled cheese is. Sure. You know, if you just see bread and cheese eatery, you're like, I don't know what they serve. Do they, mm-hmm. You know, um, so we've made that the font as big as we could. So from a distance, you might see, okay, so-and-so food, so-and-so food. Oh, grilled cheese. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can see it from a little bit further away. Yeah. And I think that makes a difference when, you know, there's 20 food vendors. Um, that's that's a good tip right there. Yeah, uh, to tell somebody how to work their way around a festival, and that goes for any kind of business, right? Not for sure. just necessarily a food vendor, but these tents, you know, if they give you some labeling, use it wisely. Well, yeah, you get to pick what's on your tent. You know, we yeah. created our own tents. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that helped differentiate us. You mm-hmm. know, at these events. Um, what was the next question? I forgot what I was talking No, no, about. you were just continuing yeah, the story yeah. really uh, about going from the farmer's market, which is major. Well, I had another question. Um, you know, out of the things that you mentioned, uh, going from the farmer's market, you, you're at these festivals, uh, you got to brick and mortar now. Never food trucks. You didn't mention food trucks. So that's a good question. We get asked a lot. Mm-hmm. And I will tell anyone a food truck is a terrible investment. Uh-huh. And here's why. Tell us more. Yeah, yeah. A food truck is going to cost you minimum 80 grand. You know, if you want to get a nice one, 120, mm-hmm. 150, you can spend 300 grand, whatever. Mm-hmm. Whereas our tent, the whole setup, everything was 10 grand. So mm-hmm. we were able to open up five tents pretty quickly. Whereas yeah. if you were doing food trucks, you ain't buying five food, you know, <laughs> food, like uh, food trucks quickly. Uh-huh. And then also food trucks you have to take to the commissary, you have to deal with the gray water. You, if mm-hmm. for whatever reason you have engine troubles, your business is, you know, done. Yep. Whereas I've seen like we that can get, happen too. For sure. Yeah. Whereas we can just get a different, uh, you know, we can just rent a U-Haul and be like, all right, sweet. We're going to this event. It costs $20 to, we'll deal with the car later or the trailer later or whatever. Right. Um, so yeah, it, that movie chef got everyone super excited about food trucks, mm-hmm. but 
I mean, also at an event where, you know, we have the air, we're listening to music, all our employees are happy. If yes. you look at the people in the food truck, they are sweating their ass off. Yes. And they're like hunching down because you're 10 feet above whoever is ordering food. Right. So you're constantly leaning down uh, like that. And okay. Yeah. So it's a far better work investment and it's a far better, just easy way to get into the business and sure. find out, okay, you know, we're going to do these festivals and you can find out if people, if your food is good and your product is good, mm -hmm. if people are, if you're making money, yeah. if no one's coming and they're all going to bread and cheese, you got to change something. Yeah. I yeah. like this, man. That's yeah. very good advice, especially just investment wise alone. Totally. Right. Uh, yeah. You want to spend I, I, 10 I think, grand to start your business mm -hmm. or 80. But you do see these food truck festivals, right? And, and you do see, I mean, Especially like I'm in, in the Northwest or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm sure they're making good money. But can a food truck survive it just around town? Maybe that's a different story. I think the ones that do well are the ones that are always parked somewhere and they're kind of you know a restaurant. Yeah, they're yeah. a restaurant. You're like, oh, I love going to Zeke's Waffles, you know, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, they're always there. You can go there. They have a nice seating area. But if you're driving around, you're going to this place for lunch and then going to that bar for dinner, you know, like... I promise they're not making that much money. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. So then um, was a brick and mortar, was that really on your radar? Was that something you wanted to do? Considering the success of the food festival, the yeah. low investment and everything, now you're in this one place, right? Yeah. So originally, like, that wasn't the goal at all. Just because we had just come from, I had just come from a restaurant that didn't succeed, mm -hmm. you know? And that's mm -hmm. why we got into festivals. Okay. But, you know, like, that's, that's why doing the tents is so great because you we tested the brand and we found out, hey, it's working. We're, people are following us on Instagram. People are hiring us for catering. People are asking, do you have a restaurant every day? Yes. So it's like, okay, like if we open, we will have business. Yes. Um, so the opportunity came to go to a food hall, which is like, okay, that's pretty much what we're doing, except we're not setting it up every day. It was a small little place, you know, and yeah, people would come and there's 10 food vendors there, but we knew at least... We're going to get more than one out of 10 people, even though there's 10 food vendors. Yeah. And that's the goal. I like your setup, too, over at the Moonlight Theater. Yeah. Uh, the local theater, for those of you guys that don't know, um, is amazing. Right now, they're having their best year. And if you missed Beauty and the Beast. You missed out, man. It was really so missed. good. Yeah, yeah. man. It, 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 I, I've just heard such great reviews. I, I sent the kids over there as well. They nice. had a blast. Um, and, you know, it's their biggest show that they've had. Next, they've got a chorus line. They got another one coming on your feet. So yep. they, they, they've got a good thing going. And it's a great setup there. And you're... What's up, San Diego? 2021 has been a year of getting back. Getting back to work, back to school, back to life. In juggling everything else, you may have found yourself in a cycle of unhealthy habits. And if so, now's the time to break free from that rut. My friends Adam and Kristen at Crossroads Juice are here to help you live a healthier lifestyle. A local company with one thing in mind, bring organic nutrition to all. They deliver 100% raw, cold-pressed organic juice and other goodies to your San Diego doorstep. While using local produce sourced from organic farmers in Southern California, Crossroots creates powerful and delicious nutrition. You'll feel energized, clear-minded, and lighter on your feet, in my case, my bike. It's the perfect boost to get me through my day and help me recover from my rides. Not only that, it tastes amazing. And they deliver. I'm currently hooked on the juice called Hotel Dell, which has fresh white peaches, lemon, ginger, and mint. If you are ready for a change and want to kickstart a healthier lifestyle or maintain what you've already started in a convenient way, try Crossroots Juice. You can find them online at www.crossroots.com. 
crossrootsjuice.com. C-R-O-S-S-R-O-O-T-S juice.com. They're hooking you, our listeners, up with a unique promo code, business. That's right. This will get you 20% off your first order. Always free delivery in San Diego with orders over $40. So now's the time to get your health back on track with this masterpiece of nature. Crossrootsjuice.com. Use promo code business. Crossroots Juice. Do what matters. Be well, my friends. The Film Hub is the future of co-working right in downtown Vista. Get energized to go to a safe work environment that is clean and sanitized. Create video content, live stream events, and all of your marketing material in our audio and video facility. The Film Hub. Do your best work here. The guy there. Where are the concessionaires there? Yeah, we just got that uh, contract. It's a five-year contract, and we're super excited about wow. it. Yeah, it's and a, such easy. I mean, such great. That's the perfect food for the show, right? Totally, it's quick. It's easy. We can, you know, like the goal is when you go to a festival or a festival or a concert or anything, you don't want to be waiting a long time for food. Mm-hmm. So we can bust them out quick, and people yeah. are in but and this out. This isn't and cold it, food, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're cooking. We're cranking, man. I'll tell you, there's two thousand people in there a night. And mm. We're feeding all of them and serving them all beer and wine. Wow. Yeah. It's hey, a, man. A lot of congratulations, man. Thank That's you. wonderful. Thank you. Five year contract too. Yeah. Yeah, so that's been a huge step up for us. And that's actually, luckily, brought us to the next point where we're looking at a new location. Hopefully, uh, we're in negotiations to open up a spot in Oceanside. And hopefully, the negotiations finish kind of soon. I think we're getting towards the finish line. Mm -hmm. And then we can start construction and stuff like that. So, all you Oceanside people, we got some grilled cheese coming your way, hopefully. That's awesome, man. That's a good great announcement. And congratulations on that as well. But So, now, speaking of Oceanside, speaking of picking locations... Tell me about that. I mean, because locations are the key. I insure a lot of restaurants. I insure wineries. I insure places where it's hospitality. People yeah. got to go there and, you know, that's the destination. Do we want to be on this corner? Is it easy to find parking here? Totally. Is there another breakfast restaurant here? Why am I opening a breakfast restaurant yeah. here? Those kind of decisions have to be made. There's so many more decisions that have to be made than other brick and mortars. Uh, what goes into that location, location, location? <sighs> yeah. So I think it depends on your brand. You know, some brands, you know, they'll be like the Yard House where they have this million dollar big restaurant and there's tons of people going there all the time, no matter where it is. And it, yeah, they got something for everybody on the right. menu. <laughs> right. Whereas we kind of realized our brand is more focused around like being in a high traffic area. OK. You know, like that's kind of like what the festival is. OK. You know, if there's a lot of people and there's 10 food vendors, we're going to get more than one out of 10. And that's kind of our goal. Love it. Um, so we just want to be in high traffic areas. So that's how we picked the food hall. We know there's going to be a lot of people coming in there. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the moonlight, 2000 people a day and no other options. So it's kind of a easy one. Uh, but the spot we're looking at in Oceanside is a downtown location, lots of foot traffic. So we're anticipating cross your fingers doing well there. So now Okay, so you're that's that's a piece of it, I, and I love what you just said, being in a high traffic area. But it also sounds like you need to know that demographic, right? For sure. You know, because you could there are high traffic areas all around the country. Yeah. Um, but you there's a specific high traffic area that uh, or, or a type of client that is like yes, gr- oh grilled cheese. Oh, okay, I'll be For right sure. there. Gourmet, yeah. gr- like the, yes, I'll be right there. Totally. Um, what and so what else goes into the demographics there? Or, I mean, I think. If you had, let's just say, a food that isn't as universally known as grilled cheese, you know, like, and I don't want to say anything bad about other foods. But, hey, you're not you know, cooking them. 
Yeah, but you know, like Indian food. Like I love Indian food, but sure. it doesn't have a massive appeal. Got it. You know, so Indian food might not do well on this location. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas, so every every restaurant's different, man. It's hard to say. You know, but we're at we're close to the beach and Oceanside, or we're going to be close to the beach and Oceanside. There's tons of people walking by every day, wow. all day, all night. You know, like you see a grilled cheese and you're hungry. You're like, okay, there's that, or there's no offense to Indian food. Indian food. You know, like sure. You know, eight out of ten might choose the grilled cheese. I would hope. I don't know. We'll yeah. find out. Yeah. Yeah. I like this. I, I think that's lessons. That, sure. That's the lesson right there, guys. That's the business lesson. We'll call that business lesson number 674. 74. That's it. <laughs> Knowing your demographic in traffic when choosing a location. For sure. For the restaurant business. That's it, right? That's I mean, a key. Yeah, I think that's a huge part of it. You know, but also like branding, you know, like does mm-hmm. your place look cool? Does it look clean? You know, like. Does it smell good in there? Is the air conditioning good? You know, like, is it, have you trained your staff to when someone walks in, greet them with a smile and that type of stuff? Or mm-hmm. are they not doing that? You know, like that. I think restaurants is one of the hardest things. And I've said since we started this restaurant, because I've been in the industry for a long time. Mm-hmm. If this one doesn't do well, I'm doing a different industry. You know, it's like. Really? For sure. Like, <laughs> it, it's exhausting. And it's like, you have to be HR. You have to be a chef. You have to be marketing. You have to be accounting. You have to be everything. You know, it's I like, don't believe you. I don't believe you What's because I, I know a lot of restaurateurs and it's an addiction. You guys are always looking for another location and another restaurant yeah, to open. Right. Those are the people <laughs> that are doing well. They are, they're looking for locations. Man. Well or not, they always try to think of, okay, well, you know what? A different concept. That's all. I just need totally. to change I, this, tweak this, and I'll get a place right there and I'll be perfect. I, I, I know a lot of them. For and, sure. And, yeah, and, I, I do too. And you're right. Like. <laughs> I like to think I would do something else just because the one thing I do miss is having weekends and holidays. I, hear it's you. Like, I work a lot of 4th of July and this and that, you know, it's like I have a kid, I have a wife that has a nine to five. So, mm-hmm. you know, like the goal for us in our business is to franchise and get rich and retire. Yeah. You know? I hear and, like you. we're on that path. You I know, love like it. things are going well. Like I think after we open Oceanside and Moonlight's doing well. That's the next That's step beautiful. we're working on is not a location. It's to franchise and have other people open locations for us. But yeah. people need to understand that's not just the restaurant business. If you're a business owner, weekends and holidays, you know, you kind of got to make your own. That's true. Yeah, I always <laughs> want to be an entrepreneur. So I'll end up working forever anyways. And I, I do like working. You know, it's like yeah. I like what we're doing. I like our brand. I like our people. I like my business partner. That's great. And I think both my wife and Devin's wife I don't want to speak for them but mm-hmm. I think they both have a little bit of career jealousy you know because that you know they're like oh like you guys are doing this right now you guys get to go out and I taste see. food or like oh you're working yeah. this beer festival mm-hmm. and this famous you know there's music playing and everyone's having a good time and right like my wife works and has a really hard job and she's stressed out all the time oh. you know so it's, it's hard life. you know it's like a different life different life yeah, yeah. and I I like my life you know? I hear you. <laughs> yeah you're in the same boat you know it's like well, hey what'd you do today oh, i had a podcast i drank some wine like oh, that, sure it's sure still work you yeah, know like, you still yeah. have to do this yeah but you got to choose when you do it and what you do and who's here with you like that's way better than having a boss tell you hey tps reports you know that's the key to entrepreneurship yeah man. And, I, and i say it all the time i mean you know yeah i i pretty much work 24 7 and it's since yeah. these phones were invented it, it's real serious right sure. there, there is really no time off but at the same time i am choosing choosing 
wasting my time, right? For sure. And that's why we have that balance, right? Yeah. So you've got the briefcase, but you also got the the glass of wine and the ability to And I mean, I love it beach. when I'm right there, but I'm still, you know, like, oh, oh like, for sure. there's an event going on, yeah. Moonlight's killing it, and I'm just hanging out with my wife and baby, yes. you know? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. But cool. you're checking in. You, you're I'm checking, checking in, yeah. I'm checking, <laughs> hey, the money's still pouring in. Let's get another <laughs> round of drinks, you know? <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah. I love it. Talk about hiring a little bit. I mean, in the in the hospitality industry, for sure, personality makes so much, uh, you know, it's so important, right? For sure. And then uh, at the same time, you've got these days and times when I've heard stories, hiring is very difficult. Um, so now you want to find the right person, but... It's it's you know they're so few and far between right yeah. now because a lot of folks aren't even really trying to work from what I'm understanding. Now you tell me. What yeah, so I don't know how or why, but we are very lucky compared to other restaurants. I believe. Man, I can't. How many times have I said congratulations during this episode? <laughs> Thank you. Man. You're, you're I mean, I, I think Devin and I like number one. We have always tried to pay like a little bit more than other places, hoping that will attract just you know, the people that are a little bit okay. better or a little bit more, you know, try harder, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and we try and I always, whenever we're going to make any change in the restaurant, I always think like, okay, how's this going to affect the people that are working? You know, it's like, okay, we're going to add hamburgers. Oh, how hard would that be on them? You know, okay, we're not going to do that. You know, I want the job to be easy and fun and a good work environment and safe and all that type of stuff. And I think it's hard to lose, easy to lose sight of that sometimes. Okay. But we really try and be like, the best employer we can be, you yeah. know, and obviously we make mistakes. Obviously we've done things that, okay, going back, I wouldn't have done it that way, that type of thing. But we really want to, cause that they're the most important thing, you know, like mm -hmm. I can't run three stores by myself. Sure. Devin can't run it by himself. We need people. Yeah. We need people that care and try or else it's, can all fall apart yeah um and so, you got to hire managers that kind of mirror your whole personality for sure yeah yeah ways. so we spend a lot of time training people and working with them and getting them on the right page and but always positive reinforcement positive encouragement you know we we try we really try and spend a lot of effort on making it a good place to work yeah um and I, i'm not saying other people don't do that um but I remember when we were opening Moonlight, we announced it on Instagram, and we had one guy, his name is Matt Linton, we love you, Matt, uh, he reached out, and he's like, hey, I want to work there whenever you guys open, and this was like four months before we opened, mm -hmm. so then he'd check in every month, hey, what's the timeline, what's the timeline, um, so then once we opened, he was there the first day, he okay. did the interview, we hired him, and he brought four friends, wow. like, oh, awesome, we have people, because this was right when hiring was terrible this was you know four months ago or whatever sure um and then we hired a manager uh named trisha she's also amazing and she i don't know how she did it but she got another like seven or eight people she got her friends kids and her friends and everyone and boom with we had a staff like wow yeah people are complaining they can't get one staff we got 12 15 people so like i said we were lucky i don't know how it worked but i think it's Part of it's karma, part of it's being good people, part of it's, yeah. you know, like... You got to attribute it to, to the organization as well. For sure, for sure. And you, I think part of it was, you know, we have a good product and a good place that people want to work at, you know, mm -hmm. like, you wouldn't want to work for just some random place where you don't know it, but you're like, oh, I've seen them, They're I like their Instagram, I like their food, I like what they're doing, I want to be part of that. Because mm -hmm. you get to choose where you work, you know? I love it, man. And, yeah. you, you know, like you said, you got a good organization. And the people at the top have the right mentality. And it it's reminding me of what we were talking about in my office earlier, the book that Sammy Vega recommended, Leaders Eat Last. Yeah. You said you read that book. Yeah, you like that I have. book. Do you have another uh, book recommendation oh, for man, us? Oh, man, I love 
reading business books. And I, anyone that wants to get in the food industry, the number one book you have to read is The E-Myth Revisited. E-Myth Revisited. Yeah, it's, it was originally called The E-Myth. It was written in the 70s, and then they kind of rewrote it and changed some of the analogies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just about scaling and growing your business. And the main takeaway from that, which I constantly tell myself and my partner and anyone that listens, is you want to work on your business, not for your business. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, just having that mentality is so powerful you know like okay like what what am i doing right now and is it growing the business or am i just making a grilled cheese sandwich trust me i've made a million grilled cheese sandwiches but every time i'm doing it i'm like oh i should be you know trying to book the next restaurant or marketing or whatever that's right that's right that's why you're never gonna stop that exactly (laughs) (laughs) uh so that's one uh, another one is um negotiating like your life depended on it by chris Voss. have you heard of it no so it's this guy, he used to be a terrorist negotiator. He was like the number one terrorist negotiator in the world. Okay. And he became a consultant for business negotiations. And it's a great book where he talks about both sides of terrorist negotiations and how it relates to business and how really everything's a negotiation. Sure. You know, if your kid's like, hey, it's bedtime, or you tell your kid it's bedtime, he says, no, I'm going to stay up. Okay, now you're negotiating with him. That's right. Or your wife's like, hey, where should we go to dinner? Okay, we're negotiating. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, everything yeah. is negotiating. So uh-huh. it's an amazing book and it's a really entertaining read. Those okay. are the two that I've read, or so, I've read a bunch, but that's one that... Let's say, two. so I'm imagining at home that uh, you read the book and then you hit it from your wife so she can't negotiate back. I, yeah, I want... I, <laughs> Do you win them all? No, she reads a lot of things too, but we read different things. So even okay. if I told her, like, hey, you should read this, she probably wouldn't read it. But now that she's going to listen to this, maybe she'll start... Yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, that's why he's winning all the debates. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, man. I really appreciate you being here. Um, I, I not, You know, I really liked what you were saying earlier, and I, I said it earlier, but I, I want to say it again. Uh, when you were talking about um, networking coming from you know your college times yeah uh that that really uh that really resonates that that's really important right there wherever you can find networking is important because sure. in growing your business going forward but actually saying uh you found it within getting your education yeah uh that that's priceless you for know sure. what i'm saying yeah. because, and, and, and know, i've been so many friends benefits. with these guys and now work with them on so many levels for 20 years mm-hmm. you know but another good one is the chamber of commerce whatever your local chamber of commerce is there's always good people there that are they're there for networking you know yeah. they're there to meet people they're there to do things and help each other out you know we're all growing our businesses together that's so. right yeah. And like I said, like and that's I where I met you. You know, yes, I was at the Vista exactly. Chamber of Commerce yeah. a couple of weeks ago and you invited me to show. And, and don't and forget for the fact me. that I, I follow up, man. Yeah. I mean, and that's how, that's how we extended that relationship and we will continue to extend yeah. that relationship. And, and speaking of that, you, as you thank me, I'm going to thank you because at that uh, same mixer, I won um, some gift cards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, won for yeah. the grilled cheese. Exactly. Yeah, you said so, you gave them to your daughters? My daughter and my son, there you they go. went to uh, Beauty and the Beast uh-huh. and uh, they got free grilled cheese perfect yeah and, and they we love still them? have two more oh they love good, them. Good, good, they love good. Them. yeah actually yeah. that's to be completely honest that's the only reason my son wanted to go to beauty <laughs> and the beast he's like oh because i can get the free grilled cheese so i'm going but of course yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> tickets aren't expensive yeah. or anything exactly <laughs> no it's all good i um i really appreciate uh you being here with us today of course Justin. man this is awesome man uh it's, this is fireworks you, you really had a lot of great information for us and um i just really like your journey man i Thank really you. like and i like your outlook you know um uh, you told me before I got you in here that I wasn't going to be able to get you to cry. You're living a good life. <laughs> I've had a great life. I'm <laughs> very lucky. And like, that's one thing I kind of think about is like, 
we all have the ups and downs of life. You know, that's mm -hmm. part of the life journey. You know, people are going to die. People are going to lose jobs, you know, like car accidents, all that stuff. And of course, those things are hard. But day to day, life is good, you know, and if it's it. not, I, I feel bad for you, you know, because you get to choose your outlook on things. And I just choose to be happy, you know, I respect it. 100%, man. Let's give some contact information for you. I want you guys to check out uh, just, well, actually, just come see him in person. Definitely go over to the Moonlight Theater because if you get a chance to go over there, you're going to see some great shows. They're having their best year and it's only going to get better. Bread and Cheese is going to always be there for the next few years. So I want you to check them out at Bread and Cheese Eatery on Instagram and breadandcheeseeatery.com. Come visit them. We're going to be in Oceanside, hopefully, in a That's couple why, months. That's Oceanside sounds yep, great. Yep. And yeah. then also we cater parties, birthday parties, weddings, bar mitzvahs, anything. So give us a call or an email and we'll come out. I love it. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's uh, Thanks for the update on that, though. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of and course. and uh, make sure you check them out. At Bread and Cheese Eatery on Instagram, where we're going to get all the updates as yep, they come yep. along. Um, and check them out again. BreadandCheeseEatery.com. I love it, man. Thanks, Justin, so much. Thanks for, for having me, man. This is awesome. Fun. Let's drink some more. Let's drink, man. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers to you. Same business, different day. Thank you for listening to Same Business, Different Day. We truly appreciate your support. Please like, subscribe, and leave a nice comment on all platforms. It really helps our show. The Same Business, Different Day podcast is produced by A Different Day Radio, Star Fox Media, and James Russell.